welcome to the Nerd Chatter Podcast, where two nerds sit down and talk about some nerd stuff every week. This week we have San Diego Comic-Con, so a lot of news coming through. I'm joined by my uh, good friend, Garrett. How are you, my friend? I'm doing really well. How are you doing? Not too bad. It's been a busy week. Uh, and as per usual, we like to start off the show with uh, whatever free or discounted, heavily discounted games that we find throughout the week. And this week we only have one. Uh, from the Epic Game Store until July 28th, you can get World War One Tannenberg Eastern Front. It's a first-person World War One shooter, uh, and uh, free is a good price. And uh, you might want to actually check that one out too. I mean, it's, I don't think it's too expensive of a game. I think it's like 20 or 30 bucks, but it looked pretty good. Nice. I'll have to give it a shot. Yeah. Uh, and as I mentioned, we did have San Diego Comic Con this week, so you can just imagine the amount of nerd news that's coming out from there. You know, we have things from Marvel, we have things from DC, we have Netflix announcements, we have um, just general Warner Brothers announcements, you know, a, a lot of stuff on the docket here. Uh, so we are unfortunately going to have to ditch our, our our typical structure for the show, which we would normally pick two or three different topics and talk about them uh, extensively. But the list of things that we have here from San Diego Comic-Con up until today, which we're recording this on Sunday, so... Uh, the con is actually going on as we speak, um, but the, the, the real thick content has been pretty much released already from, from the convention. So uh, we're going to go ahead and just kind of work down the list. Uh, like I mentioned, we got DC in here, Marvel, we got uh, Disney Plus, we got uh, you know Dungeons and & Dragons and uh, Warner Brothers and, and all this stuff. So uh, what, what do you want to start off with, my friend? Um, I think we should just talk about the random things that we compiled, then we can get mm -hmm. into the the specifics for each platform. Okay. So, yeah, I do have this uh, this list up in front of me here, and we got them kind of categorized. So uh, some of the random stuff that we have at the top of the list. We had, um, oh, this was, I don't know if this was at the convention or if this was prior. Uh, but I Netflix, think it was prior. With the, with the Animal Logic purchase by Netflix, uh, they will be... Uh, they will be the ones in charge of, of presumably the Lego films from here on out, which will be interesting. Um, you know, the Lego films are beloved uh, reimaginings of some of the uh, the more popular franchises out there, you know? Uh, how yeah. do you feel about that? Netflix and their track record. Um, Netflix has definitely gone downhill recently with a lot of the things that they're doing, so I'm, I am very mixed feelings about that. I think the Lego movies have been pretty fun. Um, I mean, the Lego Batman movie was pretty great. So I, I just, I don't know. Yeah. Mixed feelings. Yeah. I'm, I'm a bit concerned, especially since, like, you know, Death Note and all these other, you know, I haven't seen the, the Resident Evil, but I'm hearing some pretty horrible things about it. But I don't know. Maybe I'll hop in there and see what they did with that. But, you know, there's a, there's a lot of things that Netflix has kind of squandered over the last few years. And it, it is a bit concerning to see them pick up the Lego studio. So. Uh, I guess we'll see. Uh, I should point out last week we had some audio issues um, using some some new methods of recording remotely. And uh, you may hear some background noises or you may hear some clicking or searching or whatever. It's just us doing what we do while we're recording. You know, it's it's just part of the process. Over time, we'll get better equipment and, and better methods of recording. But uh, at the very least, I believe we resolved our, our little hiccup issue in the, in the audio. Um, but you might have a little more sensitive... Uh, vocals i guess so yeah anyways back to it uh we got what disney plus just before the convention was it friday i think it was saturday not friday they announced it on i want to say it was early like midweek so like wednesday but mm -hmm. friday 
Um, I'll let you continue. That's when I it think, dropped. I think it was like one day. Like they announced it the day before, and then the next day they dropped it. So I think Thursday, which was the first day of the convention, uh, they announced Deadpool, Deadpool 2, and Logan uh, would be coming to Disney+, Plus, which, uh, you know, uh, me and, and, and my childlike anticipation of, of X-Men, you know, this was like red alert. You know, we're getting an, an X-Men announcement. We're getting some X-Men. You know, they're, they're, they're moving the mutants to Disney+, Plus, but... From from this bit of information, we just got Deadpool, uh, the Deadpool films, and Logan put on on Disney Plus, but uh, also opening the door for rated R films, and uh, which they have been experimenting with for months now, with with the kind of uh, the agreement that you have to take or the disclosure or what have you when you're viewing mature content. Yeah, um, well, didn't they also release the TVMA stuff from Netflix on yeah, Disney Plus a yeah. couple months ago now? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm, well, I'm, I'm not sure about Netflix. I know Netflix is, is crazy, but Disney Plus, um, I know they have uh, Marvel Zombies coming up, which will be a TVMA uh, rating. So uh, Disney Plus will also be kind of gravitating towards the more mature content for their, their streaming well, content. Um, so I'm talking about like the, the Marvel netflix stuff so like luke cage and um the yeah. defenders didn't that get released on disney plus not too long ago and those are all tvma i yeah i think they experimented with with bringing some of that netflix content over but they didn't bring like punisher which is your real tvma i'm not sure if if like iron fist and i mean maybe daredevil it's a bit it's a bit gory at times um it, but real they MA, do have tvma ratings but but you're right, they're not uh, Punisher. <laughs> Punisher is, is actual MA, you know. Um, that's the one I think they're more worried about, is like, how do you get that Deadpool and stuff into the into the realm? Uh, which I don't think they're worried about that anymore. <laughs> yeah, I think they, they can go with it. I think they've warned people enough with the with the MA ratings and the, the rated R content coming to Disney+, Plus. which, I mean, if you want it to be a full-blown platform, you have to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, moving on down here, we got John Wick 4. Did you see that trailer? I did not see the trailer. To be honest, I haven't seen the other John Wick movies, so mm. I'm going to have to dive into that sometime. Uh, we do see the German Shepherds back from what I, I believe, or what I what I saw, I believe, which would mean, uh, who is that? That's Halle Berry. Halle Berry plays uh, the, the side character in, in the last film, if I'm not mistaken. She has the two dogs. Um, there's a lot of bow and arrow play going on. Um, you know, your typical... Uh, hand-to-hand combat and, and that type of thing fighting in the streets um some really good choreography just pretty much what you would expect from a john wick film you know i mean it looks good i mean i think i think those films are just kind of like what you expect from them and they deliver well you know yeah so next on the list here we got uh crypto uh, crypto is superman's dog from the dc comic books um all around in dc but uh, adorable little dog was shown off for the titan series i believe is on hbo max that would make sense if it was on HBO Max because yeah. that's where a lot of the other DC stuff is getting released. Yeah, so that's where Titans. I'm, I know Titans is ongoing and it's it's been somewhere. So I'm just I haven't seen it. So um, I did see the 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 announcement though of Crypto and Crypto is kind of a, a niche character in, in DC and um, I forget the the Batman's dog. Batman has a dog as well and they have like a cartoon I think also ongoing. So. Uh, a live action version uh, and he he looks like a very good boy so uh, always nice <laughs> what about the next one yeah so the dungeons and dragons honor among thieves trailer came out and it definitely shows chris pine as a bard i mean i we talked about this earlier i don't know how they got chris pine other than a, a buttload of money 
to play this character, but it's funny. Um, so, yeah, I mean, to me, it was giving off like really, it was giving off like really heavy. I mean, original Dungeons and Dragons vibes, to be honest, you know, like, I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. I've seen snippets of it, but um, it really kind of felt like these characters were out of place. Like they were just in costumes, cosplaying and kind of reenacting, you know, Um, Chris Pine sticks out like a sore thumb for some reason. Just even the way he's like dressed just feels a little bit too out of place. Um that's my general concern with it and you got like nice cgi you got dragons you got the fighting and stuff like that and you know it's a bit goofy and i know dungeons and dragons is really what people make of it but um i don't know i was kind of expecting it to be more of like a two towers type of film you know from like the the lord of the rings type of of vibe you know more dark more uh more dungeons and dragons because when i think of, i mean I'm, i'm not an avid player of dungeons and dragons but when i do uh, get exposed to it. it it feels very gritty and very like lived in and and the, the vibe of the film just didn't kind of give it off when when i saw the trailer but chris pine being a little goofy i mean that might be just kind of played up for the for the trailers maybe you know maybe the film will be different i don't know yeah i don't know i just know that when my wife's family plays D, it's always pretty silly um yeah. they all have their voices and you know that they do for their characters and stuff so yeah, I don't and know. That, and it, again, that's it, it really what you make it, you know. Exactly. Yeah, I was just hoping, like, with that type of, of of imagery, you know, that you can get, like, really cool, gritty. It's like if they were to make a Skyrim movie, you wouldn't want that to be goofy at all, right? Like, that's kind of like how my mind was with D&D. It was always kind of like the more hardcore and almost like Diablo in my mind. Um, but again, it's kind of left up to any person's interpretation. Uh, next up for the WWE fans out there, Vince McMahon retires. I mean, dude's like 80 years old or something like that, you know? He was That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, now given there's a lot of, of there's a lot of drama around Vince McMahon and just the way that that he's treated the 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 wrestlers, actors uh, over the years and uh, just the overall establishment of how that industry operates and how they treat people and the expectations and just kind of how that it it does have like a hollywood type of angle in terms of like exposure and and exposure time you know and and what they can bring to the table and uh is interesting so it it, it's also going to be interesting to see kind of like how wrestling i mean i haven't watched wrestling in like 20 years but um you know it'll be interesting to kind of see where it goes and if it restructures and uh, i've seen some of the some footage of other you know wrestling organizations that uh, pretty laughable some of the some of the acting that's going out there <laughs> so i mean you know and wwe has delivered some some fine actors over the years too you know um what do we got we got john cena we got yep, and uh, dwayne johnson dwayne johnson we got batista right yeah um so, I mean, there's, I mean, Hulk Hogan, you got, I mean, I'm not a great actor, but you know what I mean? It, it, they are actors. <laughs> great that, personalities. That, <laughs> yeah, good, good people. Uh, sometimes, unless they're doing uh, not so good things like a lot of them do. So, uh, it is, it is nice because, I mean, you do have an, an outlet for, for those types of actors uh, to, to expand and get into different parts of the industry. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see kind of where it goes, you know. Um, what about this next one? Did you even like any of that original stuff? Yes. So uh, Netflix announced the first of the their series of live films 
for Avatar, The Last Airbender. The real Avatar. Yes, the real <laughs> Avatar. Um, I, I I adore Avatar, The Last Airbender. Um, Good cartoon. Yeah, and I didn't discover it until I was an adult, and I was like, what did I miss as a kid? Like, yeah. no, I it, watched it as a kid. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, I... I have it on Blu-ray, the whole set on Blu-ray. I really like it. But the this first movie is going to uh, focus on Aang and company, so that will be nice to see. Um, I don't know how in depth they're going to get, so we'll see. But I mean, um, we're we're talking about young adults. We're talking about YA Yang, you know. Um, we're not talking about the the age that they were in the cartoons or the old film by M Night Shyamalan. Um, yeah. So I mean, it's. And it's like we'll it's see. Like, it's like Rugrats being rebooted when they were like teenagers and stuff, and it was just weird. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I don't know about this. What is this? Um, yeah, me too. I'm I'm like Avatar is like, you know, it's your Americanized anime. You know what I mean? It's it's still very Americanized. Um, I don't know where it originates. I don't know if it's an American product or if it was, it is. It is. Kind of feels like it. You know, it's a uh, nickel or I mean Nickelodeon produced it originally um dave filoni who we who we love and adore Mm -hmm. actually got his start uh, i don't know if it was his start but he worked on avatar the last airbender before he moved over to star wars Hmm. i mean it's good storytelling you know there's there's a world there that you kind of feel is a little bit more uh lived in and 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 fleshed out than some of the other properties that you get you know so 100 percent. i always liked avatar Uh, i really just did not like that that movie that came out the m night film i never saw it and i don't plan on ever seeing it it's pretty bad just the the kid acting in it is is pretty atrocious and the the abundant cgi is is very you know very obvious cgi so um yeah yeah um let me cover one of the next ones uh this is marvel related but marvel adjacent um so a company, um, I can't remember what the company is called, but they, uh, at San Diego Comic-Con, they released a, an Infinity Stone collection of rare gems that include 150 carats of these different stones that have the Infinity Stones and an Infinity Gauntlet. Um, it will set you back a cool one, uh, $25 million, so yeah. uh, start saving up for that. Yeah, I saw the pictures. The gems look gorgeous, but at the same time, they don't tell you what the gems are. You know, like obviously they're different. They're different stones, and you know, it's not like the green that's there is emerald. You know, so I don't know exactly what we're talking about in regards to the actual gems, like what they are and how expensive they are, and 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 that type of thing. They just kind of showed off beautiful pictures, and then kind of a cheap looking infinity gauntlet you know what i mean like yeah i'm not gonna say it looked it looked as screen worthy you know it would have been like yeah kind of looks like it's made out of out of rubber <laughs> you know it well it looks like it looks like a like a matte plastic mm-hmm. that like they just painted over with like a matte gold color it it looks kind of uh chim like I don't it know, looks not good, cheap but yeah it does look chintzy a little bit it's like yeah it's like the the it doesn't live up to the price tag essentially like i'm thinking they could have gone with some gold plating at the very least um, yeah that's kind of when i i mean i didn't movie accurate would be nice well that would have been great but when i i saw the announcement all i saw were the stones and it wasn't until we talked earlier that i 
like I saw the pictures of the actual gauntlet and I was like, Oh, that's disappointing. Yeah. I mean it would be I mean if you're like stupid rich, but how stupid rich do you have to be to dump twenty five million dollars or whatever on just a, a, a shelf piece, you know? Like that's stupid. Like that's yeah. actually stupid. <laughs> it's not yeah. that's not like, oh, I'm so rich I can burn it's like even burning that money if you had billions of dollars is stupid because it just it's not worth it, you know? Yeah. Um However, those gems look gorgeous, and, and you know, like I said earlier, it's like if I could find fake ones, I'd be I'd be set, just because they look cool, like laid out in like a box or something on a shelf. Telling you, it's gonna come pop up on Wish or on Etsy <laughs> in a year from now. <laughs> Wish, oh yeah, um, no Star Wars news. You know, how do you feel about that? You got the Grogu animatronic and some toys uh, that made. I mean, I I'm, costumes. I I don't ex I didn't expect any Star Wars news. If anything, it will. I mean, we could have got like some type of animation news, but um, I'm expecting a lot of Star Wars news at um, D23 in September. Uh, so I'm guessing we're going to get some more announcements, and I mean, I, we're obviously going to get more uh, Marvel announcements from that as well. There definitely looks like they're hiding some of the things that mm -hmm. is on the docket. So we'll talk about that later. I guess I didn't. I didn't dive into whether or not there was extensive like Marvel news in regards to Star Wars comic books. This is the venue that you would expect them to kind of blow it out in regards to announcing things about their comic series, which is ongoing, right? Like that's yeah. very much active. Very much active. I mean, they have two or three comics that get released a month right now. Um, I, I have not seen anything, but at least in years previous, it has been um released at d23 or just ongoing through the year i don't think they try to make it that big of a deal out of the comics for star wars so mm -hmm. yeah i mean maybe i just didn't look deep enough but but from what i saw at the star wars display they had um boba fett um mandalorian andor and obi-wan uh, costumes laid out for you to kind of look at and i i kind of joked on twitter it's like that's that those are the real stars of the convention you know when you get to see you know the actual costumes there right in front of you just separated by a piece of glass sometimes not even a piece of glass just a rope and you're three or four feet away from you know the mandalorian outfit you know in in full in full uh glory you know just beautiful and shiny <laughs> just just the way yep. it was uh when it was worn on set you know and it's like you don't get that opportunity uh, unless you go to these conventions. Um, you know, I wrote a story about watching these films in at the ArcLight in Hollywood, uh, and they would sometimes move these costumes to the lobbies for people that went and saw like the advanced screenings and stuff like that. So, uh, always been my favorite thing, and uh, I truly love seeing like Mando's outfit just laid out on a on a uh, mannequin. Same thing with uh, Boba Fett's outfit was there too. It looked pretty cool. Um, and then, yeah, Marvel had their own, and I'm sure DC did. I just didn't see any pictures. but Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, let's talk about uh, the Grogu animatronic that was there. <laughs> oh, yeah, you like that? Yeah, just, you know, waving to people, interacting with people. They yeah. must have had, like, some of the animatronic artists there, like, with their little remote control, like, hiding in the background somewhere. Because, like, Grogu was responding to people and not just, like you know on a loop looking, of some sort i was looking to see if it was on a loop and and, and i'm gonna say like 60 40 i believe it's on a loop and it was just coincidence that he would look up at people and stuff like that because it just kind of seemed like it might be randomized but it kind of seemed like it was just all over the place making facial expressions and stuff like that just kind of like showing it off i i i don't know i i feel like there was 
like some type of animatronic artist, you know, chilling behind a camera or somewhere, or just somewhere. So like he was interacting or Grogu was interacting, but regardless, it was really cool just to see the little videos of that. I mean, we're not talking like film accurate, but we're talking pretty close, like Disneyland worthy for sure. hundred percent Disneyland worthy, Uh, a little stiff. You know, there's a reason why Grogu himself was $5 million. Uh, the animatronics in the face was, is, is, it needed to be an actor, so they made it, you know, that way. Uh, yep. This one had eye movement, had, you know, eyeball movement, eyebrows, uh, cheeks, head movement, uh, kind of lean forward and back a little bit. Uh, it might have just been the weight of the animatronics, but um, it looked real. It looked like it was there sitting around, moving around and stuff like that. So uh, good stuff. Not bad, not bad. Um I'm saying that one was probably only like two million, two point five million. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, any other uh, tidbits that you ran across that aren't related to DC and Marvel? I mean, we don't want to make it seem like not, nothing but Marvel and DC at Comic Con. There's quite a bit, but uh, really, I mean, when it the, came to the nerd dump, these two had had the most. I mean, there there was other things out there, but nothing of great note for me, at least. Um, yeah. I did see. Uh, some really random stuff like there's a a batman show where they're cars i think oh if i God. saw that right I didn't see that. like yeah i so i like i immediately brushed that aside was like get that out of I my brain i did see that actually yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so well, that's going to be coming for kids and we uh, do have a i don't couple. know i don't know why it's not updated on this i must have it on a different tab or something but we had the lord of the rings right oh yeah 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 i forgot it no did we talk about that already no, we talked about that prior. Um, okay, yeah. Yeah, I don't know why it's on, on my list. I added it to my list, but what was that? That was the the Rings of Power, right? The Amazon yeah. series? Um, yeah. I saw the, did you see the trailer for it? I did not, but I, I've been paying semi-close attention to it cause just because I know my wife and is going to be really interested in that when that comes out. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, you know, I've just been watching it. I think it was like middle school, high school when those films came out. And getting my mom to take me to a three-hour film was like pulling teeth, you know. I think she fell asleep <laughs> in all of them. Um, you know, I've rewatched the films, but to be honest, it, they're they're a little, you know, a little snoozy. <laughs> Get a little boring at times. What's cool is super cool. And the world that's built there is super cool. Uh, Tolkien, the way he writes, the way he world builds is super cool. So, like, it's no shade being tossed, but... Uh, they can get a little droll at times, uh, especially with like Samwise and and uh, that kind of discourse between between him and the other characters and stuff can get really like preachy and boring. Um, Don't tell my wife that. <laughs> um, Samwise, Samwise is our favorite character. Yeah, so. yeah, I know, but you know, in the in the books, it's you know, they're it's very dramatic, and and they're everybody read the books as kids. You know, I read the Hobbit book. Um, However, when the Hobbit films came out, I like despise them. We're we're talking about like some really goofy character design and and dialogue. You know, it might just be because just how they've decided to portray like the dwarves and and stuff like that in, in this world. Um, and that really is kind of the only thing that takes me out of it with this new trailer is that it looks more like the caliber of the films in terms of the the, the storytelling and the the world building and the imagery. Um, however, the dwarves still kind of have that, like, you know, uh, Snow White type of yeah. vibe to them. Where it's just like, eh, you know. Um. One interesting tidbit about the dwarves that I, I did see, I can't remember if it was in a tweet or on an update, but 
one of the producers or the directors, I can't remember, for Rings of Power said that the um, the female dwarfs in the, sh- in the the show will have beards. <laughs> I'm good, you know, as they should. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, well, you have Gimli, right? Gimli is the dwarf from the original films. Yeah. He goes hard, dude. He looks like he's a badass. You know what I mean? And that's just kind of how I envisioned all of them. Um, you know, the particular character design, but at the same time, like he looked like he was just he was rough and tough when he would get down, you know. Uh, and then here comes the Hobbit, and these characters are like slapsticky, goofy, and it's like, oh no. Um, so I can't really judge it based on on like the Hobbit and stuff like that came after that, but um, I really didn't like the the vibe that it was it was giving off and. Uh, I skipped on those. However, I'd mentioned to you off 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 uh, podcast is you know I've been watching Nerd of the Rings. If anybody wants a good thorough background, you know, uh, kind of rundown of of all of Tolkien's property, uh, Nerd of the Rings on YouTube is a good source. Um, but you know, I've been getting rundowns of the history of Sauron and and these different different lands and the wars and the the different ages and stuff like that and what happened and. Um, Kind of the, the the methods of corruption and, and stuff like that, and then um, it's kind of gotten me hyped. And then when I saw that trailer, it's like, oh, okay, so this might actually be watchable. So uh, I'm actually looking forward to that one uh, quite a bit. Yeah. Um, before we move on to DC and Marvel and everything to go with that, um, there was some Star Trek stuff that dropped mm-hmm. at Comic Con, um, and it's with Paramount Plus uh, specifically. Uh, Picard season three. Uh, teaser was released. Have you seen Picard at all? Uh, no. I mean, I don't. I'm not a big Star Trek fan. However, okay. I'm a big Red Letter Media fan, so I've watched them critique and talk about the series. <laughs> That's fair. Um, anyways, the a lot of uh, characters from the Next Generation were in the teaser, and uh, I gotta say that Worf is looking Worf good in that with his gray eyebrows and beard. Yeah, it's said that this next season will act essentially as one next generation movie um so i don't know how i feel about that but it will have the picard team from season two interacting uh pretty intensively with the next generation team so um like deanna troy um wharf um doctor oh my gosh what's her name i can't remember the doctor's name but the doctor um riker halsey no, um, am I thinking of the wrong one? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, regardless, it sounds like Doctor Halsey's very... Halo. What are you talking about? <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> uh, it just sounds like Overload. To be honest, it sounds like Memberberry Overload. You know? Um, yeah, that's kind of what I'm afraid of. Um, however, I, I anything with Riker and Worf, I'm sold. So I will be watching it. Um, they also released a trailer for the Lower Decks, which is an animated series, but it's like a, it's an animated series for uh, adults. That so that was, I I actually just started watching that, and I've watched the first two seasons. So I mean, that's all that's out, um, and it was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. So that will be good to watch when it comes out. Then they did um, in their Star Trek panel. They said that the Strange New World season two will feature a live action and animation crossover event with the Lower Decks. Oh, so no. that will be interesting to see how that plays out. <laughs> yeah. What is Hollywood um, doing? Hollywood is just so manic. They're just all over the place. No idea. Anything. Anything and everything. Just make it all. Throw it at the wall. See what happens. 
Yeah, I mean, the, this is something that Star Trek. I don't know. They've they've said this about Star Wars, and I think I can't remember if George Lucas said this, but Star Wars doesn't take itself too seriously. At least, like good Star Wars doesn't. And I know uh, Takahashi said that, um, and has like echoed that sentiment. Um, and I feel like that this is like the first time that Star Trek is really trying to not take itself too seriously. So I'm actually I'm intrigued to see what happens with that. Um, so we'll see. I don't know. To me, Star Trek has always seemed like the topics they take very seriously. You know, like exactly. They, they show the topics the utmost respect, whether it be, um, you know, in a roundabout way addressing racism or sexism or uh, just common paradigms in society and, and uh, other issues, political issues and war and things like that. They take it seriously. However, I mean, I don't know. I always, I always thought like Star Trek took itself seriously, but with and like demanded respect, you know? Like well, and that's that. what I'm saying. Like Star Wars doesn't try to take itself too seriously. Um, at least that's been the, the predominant thing. But with Star Trek, I feel like it's always taken itself very seriously. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is a good opportunity with the Strange New Worlds and the Lower Decks to like, you know, take a, take a chill for an episode or two or whatever they end up doing. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. They can really go too far, though, you know. You gotta, oh, they could, <laughs> and I'm very easily destroyed. That's what I'm afraid of. But I think they, I think they can do a good job in those parameters of um, bringing some animation characters into live action and some live action characters into animation, and like having that crossover event. So I don't know. We'll see. I'm, I'm intrigued. We're talking about Star Trek Roger Rabbit. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I don't. I don't think it will be like that. Okay. All right. <laughs> I think that there will be live action characters that sound the same, look or look generally the same from animation that get you know that get pulled into live action. Um, they just have a, a real person. If they do like a Roger Rabbit scenario, I will be. Uh, I will not be pleased. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I can't even comprehend as to like the route in which they would take to to deliver something like that, and like the headspace yeah. that they're in. So, I guess we'll see. We'll just wait and see. Yeah. All right. So I think we can move on to Marvel and DC. Is there anything else that we got to skim over? Um, um the Disney Plus. Um, they did um, give a teaser trailer for the National Treasure Disney Plus show. Mm. So that's just on the horizon. I can't remember if they gave a uh, release date for that, but looks intriguing. It's definitely a little bit more fresh. Doesn't have the uh, Nick Cage uh, character, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, being a series, he may make an appearance. We'll see. Um, oh, I'm for sure he'll make an appearance, but I I, I want to keep him separate a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, we'll go ahead and move on to like DC. Uh, before I get going, I have uh, my degenerate neighbors directly above me making loud, loud noises and pounding on the on the floor like uh, like primates. So I do apologize if that if that gets picked up. Uh, I can only I have not so heard it so I mean, far. The audio will, will most likely pick it up, but. Uh, so yeah, if it, if it happens, I do apologize. We're just dealing with tech, technical issues left and right here, I guess. Um, but for DC, I'll do. I mean, you're not a huge, huge DC fan, so we'll kind of just run through here. Um, I am a Shazam fan. <laughs> yeah, you like Shazam, and uh, they did announce Fury of the Gods. You had the well. Well, it's already been announced, but they, announced, they dropped the trailer the for trailer it. Trailer, and you have the panel. And the the general premise of that film is is him struggling with age and 
Uh, for anybody that doesn't know, with with the the character, I want to say Captain Marvel, <laughs> but the character Shazam, uh, is that he doesn't turn into a different person. He turns into an, the adult version of himself. Uh, so in comic books like Kingdom Come, he's aged out. So really, when he goes into his superhero mode, he just changes costumes. Like in that in that comic series, he looks like uh, Shazam walking around, but he he's really not he's not in that mode he just looks like him because that's his older version so uh, this film is probably going to talk a little bit about that about him aging um, I know it has like loose ties to the DCEU and uh, mentioning of like him living up to expectations that are set by these other heroes like Superman and Batman and stuff like that you saw did you see this trailer I I haven't yet I there's just so much that came out with comic-con that I, I, I'm gonna flood. And, and not even watch the Shazam hey, trailer we're, we're i've been trying to get brush here. up I'm, i've been trying to brush up on everything else man give me uh, a break come on geez. come on is there anything on this list that you want me to mark that you did watch <laughs> but, uh, uh, i don't appreciate black that adam. <laughs> black adam you want to did you see black adam no oh my goodness all right well <laughs> all right so i'll go down it um I mean, the footage, it does have throwback footage of, of, of uh, Flash, Superman, Batman, Aquaman. I think I saw Wonder Woman in there. Um, but really, they are snippets from other films. And it's him sitting there. It's like an internal monologue. He might be talking to somebody, but he is talking about him aging and, not, and being kind of a goofball and not comparing to these other heroes. Um, and then you do have the appearance of like the Shazam family or whatever they're calling him now. Um, and from what I hear, those characters are just like now established superheroes in the world. Uh, all of that taking place between the throwaway scene at the end of the film and the new film. Um, I guess these other characters are going to kind of make their mark in the DCEU. Uh, and the amount of heroes out there in, in the DCEU is going to like double uh, just overnight. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how they handle that. Um, I mean, it definitely felt like the original film when when you watch the trailer it has that vibe um well you know the first one had had it going for it the fact that you know it was the first film that was kind of breaking the pattern of the of the dceu and the seriousness that they were taking with the whole Snyderverse and and them trying to adapt that vibe so uh we'll see will it land again hopefully it does because dc needs some wins for sure um, aside from, I mean, the black the Black Adam trailer and panel took place too, and uh, it's it's very apparent that that The Rock is super enthusiastic about it. You know, did you see any of the stuff with him like on stage and stuff like that? No, I did hear that he made an appearance with his full costume, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't see. That. I saw it, but I think what it was is kind of goofy. But like he was on a platform that got raised up, and the platform was probably smaller than his frame because he's gigantic. Um, so they had like this like stand that kind of looked like he was like an action figure with it kind of going up his butt <laughs> and then like a hoop that went around like his thighs to hold him from like falling. So, I mean, it raised him and the platform was dark enough to where you really couldn't see it. And then behind him was a projection of like lightning and stuff. And he was in the, the full blown black Adam outfit, which is like skin tight. So it probably took him a half hour to get out of it. But, um, you know, he's sitting up there floating and electricity behind him and stuff like that. So it looked cool, aside from this big chintzy, like, hoop around his thighs uh, that were, like, padded and stuff. And, you know, it's always nice. Um, you see it, and it's like, oh, that's kind of cool. But when you're there in person, 
it could go either way, you know. It could be like super corny, like super, super, super corny seeing uh, seeing these characters like in their costume or doing impersonations of their own characters, what have you. Um, or it can be like dope, you know. And like this one, it it was kind of cool because the costume was like legit and it's the Rock, you know. So it's like whatever. Um, but it was borderline corny. Um, I think with that film, they handed out like. Like lanyards with something on it that he activated <clears throat> at one point, and and it did something. I don't know. I didn't really look into uh, what exactly the lanyard things that they handed everybody. But uh, another cool thing about Hall H and and just Comic Con in general, when you're in those environments, they give you just like free swag, and like it's part of the show, you know. So they'll give you like lanyards with uh, you know automated uh, badges on them that respond to things on the floor and stuff like that, you know. So um, probably going for, I don't know, $100, $200 on eBay already, right? You you said there was a, a hat from the convention that was... Yeah, the Marvel hat. <laughs> yeah, the Marvel hat's already being sold for like 100 150 bucks something like that. Well, so. it's bidding at $102 the last time I checked with like 49 bids. Yeah. Well, I mean... A couple a, days left. And, you know, that should be noted when it comes to San Diego Comic-Con. You, you'll see them when you're at your local comic book shops or if you're at, you know, your... your your nerd swap meets and stuff like that, like Frank and Sons back in Northern California. Um, you know, you'll see San Diego Comic-Con 2022 edition, and it's like a limited edition, only could be purchased Funko Pop of an all-purple Iron Man or something, you know? And it's like, they have that, you know? There's so much San Diego Comic-Con exclusive stuff that uh, it's like everywhere, and people will pay top dollar for it, like $100, $150 for... Like literally the cheapest hat that you could possibly imagine. Like the hat looks like it like was a two dollar <laughs> like hat. They're the floppy hats. So they're yeah. not even snapbacks too. It's the one with like the adjustable strap. Uh, pretty bad, pretty bad. But that's the stuff you cherish, you know. Um, my badges back home. I'm, I, I want to get them back up here in, into Washington, but I have them in boxes back home. I think I have two of them left. I don't know where the rest went, but I have my press badges and. All along the lanyard, all the way around the neck, is just different buttons and pins and stuff that I picked up. So it's like a, a it's like I'm I'm holding up like a, a a trophy of all this like free swag that I I collected at those things. So um, that type of stuff probably goes for like buku bucks right now, you know, like original material from the 2006 Comic Con, the year they announced the MCU. You know, here's a Marvel pin from that year. Probably go for like a hundred dollars, you know. Um, but I digress. That's that's just kind of where they're at with with that type of stuff. So um, kind of going on down. I'm not huge into the, the, the animation. However, I will give it to DC. DC does super, super, super good animation, except for the killing joke. Um, I really didn't care for that animation. I thought it was hideous. But um, a lot of times it's they they hit, you know, those are those are really good animated films. Um, like the Red Hood stuff and, and, and all that, even going back to the 90s with like the animated film, right? Um, so good stuff. What you have here, uh, and I I don't know what this is, R-Y-B-Y, uh, Justice League. It says R-Y-B-Y-X Justice League, like two mashups. So uh, it looks like an animated film um, for whatever that property is. You got Batman, The Doom That Came to Gotham. Um, that one is going to be a movie. Um, not too much in terms of imagery that you see from the actual footage, but like you get the posters and stuff like that looking pretty cool. Uh, and then something I found interesting was that they listed uh, a couple of the films and people might out, people out there might know, but 
Uh, these last two are listed as DC Universe movies. And they are animated. Uh, the first one is Legion of Superheroes and uh, Justice League War World. So I'm not 100% sure on what they mean by DC Universe movie, as in are they just longer movies compared to like Batman, the doom that came to Gotham, since that's a movie as well, it's just not listed. Um, or does it mean that these films are canon in the sense of the DC Universe, you know, films? Um, so I don't know, but you did have a, a handful of, of, uh, of nice, juicy DC animations coming out in just 2023 alone. So, you know, what do you, did you see the whole Henry Cavill rumor mill? Uh, you you talked about it, and then I looked it up, and I, it's honestly quite silly. Mm -hmm. Why don't um, you talk about it? Yeah, so I mean, I won't get too much into it, but this is, I wrote about it a little bit on our website, nerdchatter.com, but it's really just a matter of how information is, is transmitted, like a disease <laughs> on Twitter, like false news is so easily dispersed. Discussing films is a is a Twitter account that has fairly decent track record with releasing information and rumors and stuff like that. Um, however, you have a lot of mimicking, you know, profiles, impersonating profiles of discussing movies or discussing film or whatever. And there's three S's or two U's or, you know, that type of thing. And they like to bleed out stupid articles, like completely stupid articles. A lot of these are, are responsible for the for just the minor outrages that pop up in these fandom communities. Um, you can trace them back to these kind of, uh, I don't want to say, you know, like faux accounts. They're really just impersonating trolls. Um, but this one is, is, is a little bit more tricky because the original report came from Deadline Hollywood. And Deadline Hollywood is kind of like a, it's a hack journalism uh, website. It's, it, they've been around for a while. Um, however, they have like a B minus accuracy rate for for reporting. They're a pretty half-assed journalism outlet, right? So a lot of these rumors have been coming from Deadline, uh, which gets picked up by by these Twitter accounts who are looking for any reason to post these stories. Uh, and the one that got dropped by Deadline was that Henry Cavill was rumored to be making an appearance at San Diego Comic Con 2022 uh, to announce a new DC Superman film. Uh, possibly within the realm of Zack Snyder's DCEU. Uh, so naturally, this being, you know, what pretty much every DCEU fan has been waiting for, uh, the internet just exploded. Um, my issue with it is that expectations rise, and then you get, like, the toxicity level rise, and then naturally, that was not going to happen. You had Jim Lee the day before the DC panel on Friday, who, I don't know if you know who Jim Lee is. Jim Lee is the CCO of DC. Uh, he came from, um, I think what he did, he, he worked on Marvel, and due to creative differences left, I think he worked with uh, Todd McFarlane on uh, McFarlane Comics for a while, and was kind of responsible for the whole rejuvenation of, of Marvel Comics uh, in the 90s. And then you had... Um, him move on over to DC and just kind of work his way through the ranks. And uh, he is the guy where it's like he will draw Batman like 500 times signing autographs because that's what he does. He streams on Twitch. He has a YouTube channel. Um, he is like corporate, like 100% corporate. However, he is also like the top artist for DC. So it's like you can watch him make beautiful, beautiful artwork, but at the same time, he's plugged into everything that's going on with DC because he's not just an artist. 
you know he's the cco so um he made an announcement on friday that snyder is like no more that they don't have plans on living out anything else in that in that world and that that's that storyline um and that they're kind of moving on so naturally it was like disheartening um i did find some minor enjoyment out of out of hearing uh, you know all the the belly aching afterwards because it was. Are you sure it was minor? <laughs> it was. It was. I was pretty gleeful, but really, <laughs> I mean, we're talking about like expectations that were fabricated out of thin air, and then like the weight of those expectations put on a studio that had no intentions of even mentioning anything like that, and they have to live with that. Those are that's that's the roller coaster that that these fandoms are putting themselves through. It's like just let the information come out and wait, like back up your sources and make sure that you're not getting duped because it's way too easy to get duped and the more you get duped on the internet the stupider you look you don't want to look stupid do you so that's that's my point is is they need to chill on the whole henry cavill uh snyder ben affleck and all that stuff the way that it seems is wb wanted to ditch snyder years ago um they caved into the fans who i mean in their most recent announcement they're kind of talking about you know this this online attack forcing of of i don't want to i'm paraphrasing but kind of forcing wb to re, to release the snyder cut which was a better cut uh, but it kind of seems like they did that begrudgingly like they didn't really have an interest in 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 humoring this this snyder verse anymore uh, but they did it for the extra cash and they did it to to hopefully get people to chill out and leave them alone so that they can move on um, because as of right now, you got WB who is now pigeon held by a fandom who demands that the only content be made by somebody that they don't want to work with anymore. And like they want to work with them, but not in the sense like they want to give him the reins because it pissed off way too many people. Uh, yeah. And I think that they're cut. They want to cut their losses because they know that there are more people out there that want to love the, um, the, the products, uh, compared to the people that love what's there now and are defending it like rigorously so i i think that's where wb is and they're trying so hard i think honestly somebody called or texted jim while he was there because uh, he was doing a panel where he was drawing joker up on stage like he always does I've, i got his autograph too that's actually when i when i left the marvel booth in 2006 and I had the opportunity to go and meet John Favreau and pick up that first Iron Man poster and have it signed by him and Kevin Fahey. I chose not to wait in the line, and I went over and I waited in Jim Lee's line, and I got his autograph. Uh, so, I mean, that's like, he's always been there. That's what he does. You know, he sits there and draws, and he talks DC shit, which you can get a plug on some info if you watch his streams. I think it's uh, twitch.tv uh, Jim Lee. But, yeah, he. I, I'm pretty sure somebody said, hey, there's a lot of, like, talk about Henry Cavill expected to be there. We're going to need you to mention something to like prime it, you know, so that people aren't too crazy when they find out. So I honestly think that somebody at like the corporate level like texted him and was like, hey, you need to leak some info. Uh, so that's why he said it, because it kind of seemed like out of nowhere. <laughs> he was like, yeah, oh, and about this, you know, so um, I think they're trying to do some 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 damage control. And, and that's kind of where uh, that whole thing was. But, yeah, the whole rumor mill was just absurd because. I'll try to explain it. Deadline makes releases the uh, the rumor. No credibility whatsoever. It's just like complete hearsay type thing, right? Um, then Discussing Films picks it up and says, Rumor has it, Henry Cavill to appear at San Diego Comic-Con and then DC, blah, blah, blah. 
and then you have the minions spread and and just blow it out right so you got the the quote retweets of henry cavill's gonna be a comic-con confirmed you know and these aren't sources uh, these are just thousands of people or hundreds of people that are posting this this comment to thousands of people that are seeing it and thinking of it as truth so they go and report and it just spreads and spreads. you know how this works it spreads yeah um, so interestingly enough discussing films comes back a couple hours later and says reports have it uh, conflicting with previous rumors that henry cavill is in europe recording uh, or filming episode of witcher and will not be at comic-con however that's not how this works <laughs> it was already out there and the expect expectations were, were set so because the expectations were set and that's the information that people wanted they ignored the fact that they had just gotten confirmation that he wasn't going to be there they ignored it and they allowed it to go on um, so regardless of it being refuted uh, a actual i forget what it's like variety or something like that we're talking variety level reporting uh, they pick up the story and they start commenting on the fandom discussing this rumor which then circles back around with discussing films retweeting that article from Variety quoting their original um, rumor and then using Variety or whatever the source was as their official source for the claim to begin with or <laughs> something like that. It's like it is insane how this whole thing was going. It was just like folding on itself and all it did was nothing. It did absolutely nothing but just piss off a bunch of DC fanboys who were like eager to hear something about Snyder. Uh, and that's just not cool. You know what I mean? Well, like, and I, I think I want to, we we need to make a distinction between DC fanboys and Snyder fanboys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's that's a given by this point, and because um, I, I just want to make sure it's yeah. it's clear. I mean, you you have no you have no uh, definite opinion about about those two fandoms. I'm sure I do. Um, you know, I take them fairly fairly personally. These characters and and to see kind of. Uh, the progression of, of what what we could be getting to with these films, you know, we're we're getting left in the dust as DC fans because they're they're clasping on to this Snyder concept, uh, and I don't want it. <laughs> I want I want them to progress, you know. Like I want I want more Superman. I want different Superman. That type of thing. Yada yada yada. Um, and I think they're going to get to that point, and I think they're doing or taking the steps now to get there. It's just going to take some time now. Yeah, I'm just saying that like it's. You have this dead weight, you know. You got the the ball and chain hanging on the ankle. Uh, WB is 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 trying to pull away, and 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 you know the ball is pulling back. So, um, I think we're at that precipice of it. It's got to go one way or the other, and I I don't think they're gonna go you know pandering with with the the Snyder fans. Um, and I do truly mean that they're Snyder fans. If if you're willing to say what is it, Army of Army of the Dead. Uh, I think it was the the Zack Snyder film. Like it's like fine, but it's like it's not great. It's not a great film at all. But the way that people talk about it, it's like the greatest zombie movie ever made. And like it's like bro, leave Romero's name out of your mouth. <laughs> Don't you dare. <laughs> Don't you dare. But they have the goal to say stuff like that, and it just angers me personally because it's it's undeniably untrue. <laughs> <laughs> what they say about about his films and it's like okay we're past the point of just liking it uh now we're kind of like in delusion territory and it's affecting it's affecting me you know what i mean like now i got a problem with it i'm not gonna just sit back and and be cool with it so um you know we'll see uh but that's that's kind of what i'm talking about is the the snyder fans the dc fans are the ones that gobble it all up 
Uh, they love the comics. Uh, they know the comics are better than Marvel. It's just anybody who's anybody knows that DC does comics better than Marvel. It's just how it is. Um, Marvel does films better because they started it. You know, it's or they started the 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 method. Um, animated films, DC does way better. You know, um, kind of on the fence about DC and Marvel video games. You know, but DC does video games better. Arkham Knight is is a damn fine game, you know. Arkham Arkham Asylum, Arkham uh, City, I think it is, or just it, those those games are fantastic, you know. So they can both share the same space. However, when you have somebody coming, you know, people coming in, and it's like, no, 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 like we want it our way with our director over here, and if you don't have it our way, then we don't want your content at all. Period. Like that's not a DC fan. Like that's not a DC fan, you know. Like, if you're willing to say, like, oh, if Zack Snyder doesn't make the next Superman movie, I'm not watching, then it's like, then you're not a, you're not a DC fan, period. There's no way you can say that, you know? Yeah. So, uh, that's what I'm referring to in terms of Snyder fans, the people that have the yeah, guy yeah, yeah. to make statements like that. Um, what else we got here? Oh, Zack Snyder, speaking of him, we got a, a little cameo coming up this fall on Cartoon Network and Teen Titans Go. I don't know if you saw that. Um a cartoon version of Zack Snyder, probably making some quippy jokes about the DCEU or yada, yada, yada. It might even be uh, some type of like throwaway line that maybe talks about different, you know, earths and that his earth is different or whatever, you know, maybe they're separating, maybe they're starting to like differentiate the, the earths and stuff like that. Who knows? I don't know. Um, however, I did see that and it looked pretty funny. Uh, and the last bit is, um, Netflix series, which is interesting. Thought it would be HBO, uh, but Sandman is a comic book. It is published by DC. He has very unique powers, and it's very mystical, and and he has a gas mask and stuff like that. From what I saw of the show, it looks really good. Um, it's non DCEU canon, I believe, uh, and like I said, it's not going to be on HBO Max. It's going to be on Netflix, so it'll be interesting to see uh, that one. Uh, you might actually like that one too. Um, and yeah, I think that's pretty much it for DC. I'm sure there's other things that got released. And like I said, we're, we're recording this on Sunday and the con's still going on. So who knows? Uh, there might be things that pop up. But uh, that's what we did get from DC. A lot of people kind of poking fun at them because the the, the docket was small. Uh, very little going on. Um, I think there's enough here. You know, Shazam and Black Adam. And then you got some animated films and some TV series and stuff like that um i think people just wanted more superman news they wanted some Zack snyder news uh they wanted news about the flash which they did not get because he's mia like just strung out on drugs and doing crazy stuff <laughs> and i have no idea what's going on with ezra miller but i don't think wb is going to work with him for too much longer um you know you got no aquaman talk um I don't know if that has anything to do with the Amber Heard stuff, but I mean, we do have uh, that whole thing kind of in the background that got ignored. So I don't know. And, you know, you got some other characters to play with, too. You got uh, Hawkman and you have Dr. Fate in, in Black Adam. Dr. Fate is like one of my favorite DC characters. He's so sick. Um, and it's played by, by, by James Bond himself. So uh, it should be cool. I'm actually kind of stoked about that film. I, I like anti-hero films. Um, Except for Venom, that movie sucked. But, uh, you know, I like that concept. So I think that is it for DC. And we do, we're already hitting like almost an hour, so we should pump through Marvel. Um, yeah. You want to start um, off? Why don't I start off? Yeah. Uh, so they spent a lot of time talking about um, 
just kind of the direction that they're going to be going. I mean, that's what they do with every um, San Diego Comic-Con for Marvel. But they talked um, – I mean, they talked about the X-Men 97 coming out on Netflix. And um, was it next year, 2023? I don't even know. The second I heard the song on the internet, I just – I everything went, went black. And, <laughs> and then a bright light shined from above. And I heard trumpets and was just like, oh. <laughs> Uh, that's a personal thing for me. anybody that knows me has like for like the last 10 years uh even well before fox you know uh the whole merger and all that because i know i mean everybody knows x-men is marvel hopefully one day they'll get them back and i remember distinctly i was like one day i'm gonna hear that x-men theme like i know the creator of that theme for the cartoon is kind of like iffy when it comes to sharing his work uh, they must have got it but um one day i'm gonna hear that song in that uh, that orchestra that that mcu orchestra sound and when that happens like i'm just gonna lose it you know um somebody snippeted it together i'm not sure if it was like an old version on the internet which i've heard before but i just didn't take seriously uh this one sounded official the graphics seemed official to a certain extent i might be wrong um but i believe the song was the redone version and the orchestra version of the x-men 97 intro song which was super epic so yeah it was like one of my like giddy moments <laughs> as an adult i was like oh, oh oh my god yeah um the other th big thing um on the animation side for marvel is the what if season two is getting premiere in early 2023 and season three was confirmed so those are both good things happening then they talked about like the future of the mcu which is the which we are currently in technically is the what did they call it the I have it the multiverse, multiverse saga. saga yeah i think that's Which, the, yeah that's gonna be what four five and six yep so it's encapsulating phases four five and six um and uh we've had some teases like especially in loki and of like what's coming and that is king mm -hmm. um let's let's do a quick rundown of everything that they of just everything that's going to be in phase five and some um stuff for phase yeah, six yeah what what ends phase four it was wakanda forever right yeah wakanda forever is going to end phase four um well, let's, and us talk about wakanda november then. let's talk about wakanda real quick um yeah they, they talked four. about it for almost the last probably quarter of the marvel panel is just wakanda forever yeah um it does look like it's a that's a post uh chadwick yes um, it well i mean like it's very apparent in the trailer that yeah. part of it is his funeral and his and mourning and, and that type of thing. So how they're going to play it off will, will most likely be like the most respectful thing in, in cinema history because, I mean, deservedly, like he is Black Panther, you know, and yeah, does so well for that character and just the inspiration for for youths and 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 just as a comic book character being brought into that that level of, of fandom too, you know, just like front row and center, one of the most beloved characters and. Even in, like, the games and stuff, like, in, we were playing Marvel Avengers, like, looks sick and stuff, you know, it's like he belongs, so, uh, super sad, but it's going to be focusing a lot on that, on that loss, and uh, we saw Namor, right? Yep. Um, I don't know if you've, if you have too much experience with Namor, he's more of a, more of like a tribal version of Aquaman, this Marvel's version of Aquaman, um, I'm not sure of, of his background, I mean, you know, you say you're a Namor fan. That's that's pretty deep cut. <laughs> so, so I mean, it's uh, you know, it's like saying you're an Aquaman fan before the DCEU. You know, it's like, eh. 
I'm not sure about that, but uh, with what are you Namor, talking about? <laughs> Aquaman on SpongeBob, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure, like uh, the exact. It, it to me, it looked because you do see a, a Black Panther uh, in what seems to be a female frame, um, so slimmer and and you know uh, that type of thing, um, posturing in a fighting stance towards what looks like Namor in the background and and some debris and stuff. So. I'm thinking that there's going to be some type of attack from Namor on uh, Wakanda and, and you know, possibly uh, something to do with with there being no Black Panther and it's leaving Wakanda open for, for a hostile takeover. Uh, that may be the the premise of it. And then maybe one of like the like the sister or, or uh, whomever uh, takes up the mantle um, and, and becomes you know, the, be the great. Black Panther. Okoye. Yeah, which I think it will be, to be honest. I, I would be in love if that was the case. Yeah. She is a great character. Yeah. And, um, you know, if not, I mean, all those characters in that film are, like, super badass, too. You know, it's like... Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, I think they can run with it. If anything, it already looks like it would be the best Black Panther movie, <laughs> to be honest. It looks it looks better than, than, than the last one, for sure. And... Um, just the way that it's shot is a lot more like beautiful and, and cinematic and stuff like that. So um, I'm actually kind of stoked for it, you know, and it, it sucks that, that Chadwick's gone and, and all that, but I think Marvel will do a good job at, at showing some respect for, for that. But um, that, like I said, that's going to be ending phase four, right? And we're in phase four now. Uh, yep. Is there anything else in phase four that, that we have to um, see through before? I mean, she Hulk will be, um, technically right before that and basically those two things are what's ending um okay. phase four so we'll talk she hulk <laughs> i mean did you uncanny see that valley mill yeah, yeah that that is that is strong uncanny valley and i don't know i think it's just like maybe they had to record because of covid and like their homes or something but like the the the, the movement and anybody that plays video games knows you know it's like all about the lips and the eyes and and the way that the the dialogue matches up with the the lip movements is important and um you know decades of of these digital artists honing in this craft and there's just something about the fact that they're full cgi and uh the way that the dialogue was being put over the voice like it looked like the expression didn't match you know what i mean which is what anybody doesn't know the uncanny valley is when you look at something, your eyes perceive it a certain way, and the less real it looks, the more it stands out, right? So, like, there's a, a, a perception, and the, the valley is, is in regards to, like, the brain processing uh, the realism of something. And the valley itself is when something in what you're looking at is so odd, it causes a dip in your perception and how you perceive what that is is real. So it's like when you see, like you know, Hulk, She-Hulk talking, and her lips aren't matching with the the dialogue coming out, just not quite right. That's an uncanny valley dip, and it, it makes your brain kind of like freak out a little bit. And that's why Thanos was such an uh, an amazing achievement, was that the uncanny valley was so low with that character that you forget that he's a completely CGI character. Uh, well, and I think part of that is is Thanos and, and I mean Hulk does this really well too. They are human enough, or, or like human-like enough, where 
you can share the emotions with them, but they look not human enough where it's like, oh yeah, that's that's not a problem. The uncanny valley isn't a problem because th there's that separation there. While with She-Hulk, she looks like a just a large green human. And yes. it, it's kind of like there's no overture, like huge musculature or anything like crazy Dram other dramatic than dramatic facial expression. And that's another issue yeah. with like Professor Hulk or Smart Hulk or whatever. Uh, Bruce Banner Hulk when he's talking normal in the and that's that was my least favorite thing with Endgame was just how that character was acting like it I don't like seeing the Hulk with like ultra realistic facial expressions because he is like a brooding weird monster character and for it to be believable it does need to kind of it needs to take a dive down that uncanny valley a little bit yeah uh, for it to be believable and um, she Hulk like you said is she bulks up uh, which, I mean, she doesn't look bad, to be honest. She looks really good. Uh, she looks like the character does in the comic books. The character is not, like, Hulk big. Uh, it's a buff, you know, buff chick. You know, she's she's looking like, like Wonder Woman in that sense, you know? Like, Wonder Woman doesn't look like a, a bodybuilder. She looks just like a super fit woman, you know? Like, like yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, it's, there's a, a juxtaposition there, and it does make it a little bit difficult. Now... There's been different versions of the character, and the one that they're going to be focusing on is the lawyer version, um, which is going to have that, like, you know, I have a feeling it's going to be like an Ally McBeal type of <laughs> vibe. Um, I think the I mean, reason that they're choosing this story plot, too, is that it introduces um, Daredevil. and and. I mean, he's know. already been introduced. I mean, he was in the last um, Spider-Man movie, but he wasn't Daredevil. He was just the lawyer. Yeah, well, um, I, mean, I can't remember his actual name. It's it's a matter of like who is where and who's doing what by this point. You gotta you yeah. got a whole different layer of the multiverse. You gotta worry about like are we even dealing with the same ones? You know, like these stories can be almost identical, and they could be like, oh, these are two different worlds that are just slightly different, and you would you you wouldn't be able to say anything about it. You know, so Charlie Cox is returning as 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 Daredevil. Um, the appearance. I think he makes him a yellow and red outfit, which is comic accurate, but different from what you see. Um, you know, you see him do a flip, you see his batons and stuff like that. So it's kind of a glamour shot. Um, but I think, you know, their, their, their choice to go with the, the lawyer version of She-Hulk, um, which it could, could have always been a lawyer, I'm not sure. But uh, I do know that there was a more recent series where, you know, she's in business attire and she's walking up, you know, the... the courtroom stairs and stuff like that she's a lawyer um well, and we we see that as like the actual human character and as the hulk character yeah which in, is weird in the too. trailer <laughs> she's like why is like because she's a human and then or she's normal and then she turns into the hulk and then so it's like is it permanent like i, I don't even know that in the, in the books if it's a permanent thing yeah i don't uh, know either I, I don't know but she has always been kind of the one where it's like she is she has human mannerisms and dialects, but she's also big and, and you know, buff and stuff like that. So it was always kind of like that that Professor Hulk type, where it's just a yeah. smart Hulk. So I don't know. I don't know how that one's going to hit. But me, it was like a big yikes when I saw it. I was like, ooh, <laughs> don't know about this. Um, but you do see, uh, I forget the character's name, but Abomination. Um, uh, Emil, uh, I can't remember his last name, but what the character's name is. But yeah. Yeah. Abomination. Um, That's gonna mm -hmm. be fun. You get a you get a cameo from him in Shang Chi, where he and and Wong are fighting, and they're doing it 
kind of looks like for money like they're just they're, it's this, this thing you know they kind of like wobble off together they're not angry at one another it's kind of just like that's that's how he makes his money or something um so we do see him locked up you know in, in she hulk and you see him turn into abomination which they did add the uh the ears which i did see in, in shang chi as well but uh, the abomination design in the original Hulk film with with Ed Norton was actually fairly accurate, aside from the fact that he didn't have the big, uh, like uh, like aquatic f like fin ears or whatever, however you want to describe them. But they've got him pretty accurate, and he's massive, you know. And you're gonna have other reasons to have him included, right, in the future, which we'll get to. Yeah. But yeah, that's kind of with, with She Hulk. It's kind of on the fence about that one. See where that one goes, but. Uh, you know, whatever. I'm here for it. Um, another issue with that one, and a lot of talk online, was the arm. Bruce's arm, if you remember. I mean, he puts on the gauntlet, he makes the wish, uh, and snaps, and it, like, annihilates his arm. Um, he's, like, crippled. And then you see him in Shang-Chi, I believe, in either the end of the film or in, in a post-credit uh, scene uh, where his he's Bruce again. And his arm is in a sling, but it's no longer damaged which would imply that there's a healing process going on. And then in this film, it's completely back to normal. There's no, there's not even a scar and he's doing handstands and, and all this stuff. So from my understanding, I believe that, that that damage was supposed to be permanent. So I don't know how they're going to explain it, but I do know the internet was just like, can you explain this to me? So um, we'll see, I guess we'll see. Yeah. Um, so phase five, it's going to start off with Ant-Man and the Wasp quantum mania um, in the panel. They uh, did talk about how King is going to play a big role as well as Modoc. Um, who is the the, the other actor that's going to make an appearance in it? It's going to be a, a role in there. Oh, um, Bill Murray. Yeah, that's right. Bill Murray. That will be interesting. Let's <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, so that's going to like kick us off into Phase Five um, on Disney Plus. Uh, Secret Invasion is going to come out, focusing on Nick Fury, um, Maria Hill. And most likely some scroll action. Um, so I'll, that will be. I think that will be a fun, like spy, like show. I think that'll be good. Which one was that again? Uh, Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion. That's what I was thinking about when we were talking about the wars. All the wars. It's Secret. Yeah. Invasion. Then uh, we are, we're going to have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Um, the final. James. Yeah, James Gunn said it's going to be the last um, Guardians of the Galaxy, um, but he said that. It's Guardians of the Galaxy is coming to an end, but that doesn't mean all the characters are dying. So yeah. that that's gonna give some. Uh, Not hopefully all we'll see them. The characters are dying, by the way. Yeah, uh, a little bit of speculation on the internet due to a, an image of that trailer or what have you or picture, um, where Rocket is not is not shown. You got the yeah. entire team, but Rocket is gone. So whether that implies that Rocket dies, I'm not sure. Um, I don't think they, it's necessary for them to kill off any characters, to be honest. They don't need to yeah. do that. They did say it was going to focus a lot on Rocket, and they're going to have like some flashbacks of Rocket's origin story. Mm. Um, so that will be interesting. But then they're going to have um, Adam Warlock and the High Evolutionary be playing key roles as well in the film. So that will be Super powerful character. Yeah. Should have been – I mean, he made an, a, a brief appearance inside that chamber at the end of – Guardians Volume 2? Two. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he's pissed on, off the gold know. ladies? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those are like the funniest characters. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that will be that'll be fun. Um, then we have Echo Disney Plus show, Loki mm -hmm. Disney Plus show. 
We'll have the movies, the Marvels, and Blade. Uh, to go back, Echo is the character from I don't know. I have to look, but Echo is is the is the character that's being brought back. Supposed to be getting her own show, but instead it's basically just going to be propping up Kingpin and um, more Daredevil. I forget now. I'm, I'm I'm having a hard time even remembering what where that character oh, from. No, no, um, that was from the Hawkeye show. Hawkeye. There we go. Because at yeah, the end of the show, yeah, you, yeah, get, yeah. you get you uh, get Kingpin come out, and then presumably somebody dies, but neither die because we know that Kingpin's making an appearance, and she's getting her show. So something happens. Yeah. But uh, that's well, what that character is. Um. Anyways, Loki season two. I think that was going to be fun, and I think that's really also going to explore, um, what's going on with all of the Kangs going on, and uh, it has to. They have yeah. to. Yeah. Like, well, they're... especially from where they left off, where, like, the I, what was it? What was the that place called? Oh, the uh, the time. Um... The Time Variance Authority, the TVA. Yeah, the TVA. Yeah, the. I mean, that turned into like a saint or like a like a temple for Kang. Yeah, and well, I mean, um, he was the original creator of it to begin with, right? I mean, that's how well, they yeah. ended up there. He was always responsible, but now you get this, you know, you get Kang the Conqueror up there. Yeah. Uh, the worst of the versions of Kang, and which what he was referring to is Kang the Conqueror is a big baddie. You know, we're talking Thanos level bad. Yeah. Which, which is why I said they have to, because you know they, had, you need all the time you can get to establish a character like that. And then with them yeah. throwing in, you know, we're jumping a little bit with Secret Wars and stuff like that. It's like, oh, you guys are throwing in a lot, yeah. you know. So, anyways, with um, they, uh, is it Justin Majors or what's his first name? I forget. I, I think it's Justin Majors, the guy that plays Kang, and um. He did say, you know, like, there was a quote of him saying on stage that there will be some conquering. So, I mean, that was uh, some foreshadowing there. But, um, anyways, then we're going to have the Marvels, which is going to have uh, Carol Danvers, Kamala Khan, and um, Carol Danvers' friend. I can't remember her name, but that's what it's going to be focusing on. So Yeah, you got the character from, from Wanda, right? Or from uh, WandaVision. Uh, she's one of the Marvels. Yeah, 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 and that, I think that's uh, one of that that Carol Danvers friend. Yeah. Well, I thought that. No, so I got no, mixed no. up because you got Photon, yeah, yeah. right? You got Photon, who was or Phantom Photon. It when in in Captain Marvel when she when they hop in their cockpits and she gives a thumbs up to the other fighter pilot. Uh, from what I understand, that is supposed to be like Photon, another character. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if. Okay, so it got really confused when I saw uh, Multiverse of Madness, um, because I think that was supposed to be the Captain Marvel that was up there, but I thought that the 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 chick that showed up in in WandaVision was her, and that's how she got her powers. But now I'm like completely confused at who's who, and that's that's another thing. I'm just you know getting old, man. <laughs> Remembering names <laughs> is hard, so yeah. like you know I'm so, just kind of confused at who's who and who's gonna be what and that type of thing, you know? Yeah. But uh, we'll have Blade. We'll have Ironheart. I know you're not a fan of Ironheart. Yeah, um, I mean the Ironheart thing. I mean any anybody. It's completely irrational distaste for that. But really, yeah. it's a matter of of the fact that Iron Man three and then even Endgame is propping up Iron Lad, and 
then randomly they decide to make the next Iron Man-esque film based on a character that you haven't been exposed to yet. Yeah. Well, and Ironheart's going to be a Disney Plus show, so it's not going to be Yeah. Which you do see big. her make an appearance in the Wakanda Forever trailer. Yeah. Um, somewhat similar to, to Tony's scene in the uh, Afghani caves where he's pounding the metal and, and forging his, his suit and stuff like that. So Yeah. Uh, I um, yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens. I'm... I'm I don't know much about Ironheart character, so I, I have an open mind to it, but I'm not hope, I'm not hoping for anything. I mean, all um, these characters are basically the same. Uh, yeah. Old character they can't use anymore, so they find a reason to have a young character admire that character and then take on the mantle. Like that's the age-old tale. The minor details vary, but it's always the same. And yeah. To me, kind of comes off just as unoriginal, you know. Uh, yeah. Member berries, you know, whatever. Make money. <laughs> um, next Disney Plus show up is Agatha Coven of Chaos, and we'll have, I know, we'll have Daredevil Born Again on Disney Plus. So that's, I mean, they blatantly said that it's gonna be like Kingpin versus Daredevil, so yeah. that'll be fun. Does Agatha deserve a show? Um, I know a lot of people are clamoring for it. I don't care enough for that. I mean, um, she's one of the best characters. Yeah, like acting yeah. wise, fun, like fits well, understood the assignment, delivered, you know. But a show? Like I just see that as wasted resources. Yeah, I, I think I mean we we talked about this earlier, how that slot could have been used, or I mean even Ironheart could have been used for an X Men show or something else i i i I don't know um i mean if it's going to be strengthening the wanda or the the scarlet witch story because like we discussed in our marvel catch-up was that you know agatha is supposed to be the mentor of the scarlet witch and teaching her the runes and the spells and the power and stuff like that and they've kind of reworked it so whether or not that's going to be kind of a recon on how agatha is involved with with them or with her i'm not sure but um I can maybe see it, but again, I mean, you know, we got a lot of Scarlet Witch, and there wasn't an announcement on a Scarlet Witch film, you know, but there are some open slots to be announced at, at D23, and we might get a Scarlet Witch movie, which would be dope, you know? I mean, Mom was essentially a, a Scarlet Witch film to begin with, and it was super good, to me at least. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, at least what my hope is for D23, I hope they announce Deadpool 3 and an X-Men movie. I think mm -hmm. that would be the appropriate way to go, but that's just me. I'm thinking San Diego Comic-Con would have been the best place to announce a Deadpool movie. <laughs> I don't think D23 yeah. would be the best place. They're like, so our first radar film. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyways, um, then the last bit to round out Phase 5, or at least for what they have announced for Phase 5, um, is Captain America New World Order, and that's going to be... Um, falcon as mm -hmm. captain america so that will be interesting then the movie thunderbolts mm -hmm. now taking into consideration that that sam's um um i think yeah three or four years was the full run of that of that sam character as captain america so uh, what i would like to see them do is to ditch the wings um maybe get like a jetpack like kind of like uh, captain britain had something akin to that and yeah. then get him into a more a more fresh basic captain america outfit and just have him be captain america you know what i mean like i'm totally fine with it i just don't like the way he looks the thing is is that he looks exactly like the character looks in the comic book so i can't i i'm like i'm like pinned down in how i can complain about it because you know yeah i'm getting what you're supposed to get but i don't want it 
<laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, with Thunderbolts, I think that's going to be fun. Um, and we're going to have, yeah. we're for sure going to have U.S. Agent. We're probably going to have Abomination, and we'll I mean, there's have, de- um, there's been some hints of other characters. So uh, the one I see predominantly would be Han or um, Baron Zemo. Oh yeah, um, one of my then, favorite villains in MCU. By the way, I was going to mention that great. in our MCU catch-up. Just the I like your Lex Luthor type villains, the smart ones. You know. Yep. Then, um, um, but hey, hey, let's not pass over Thunderbolts. How you gonna do that when the actor Thunderbolt Ross has passed away in this last like year? You know, after a decade and a half, they finally decide to make a Thunderbolts film. Which, I mean, I don't know the full the full rundown of the Thunderbolts, but that is named after a crew that Thunderbolt Ross puts together and runs as the Red Hulk. If I'm not mistaken, he is the Red Hulk, which we've never got exposed to. So yeah, I I, I don't know I. They might play it off as though he died. We're naming it after him type of thing. True, but him. We'll see. Um, there's a lot of a lot of content in between here and there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, going um, down here, I got some dates, too. So Agatha is winter 2023. Blade, uh, didn't no trailer, but that's November 3rd, 2023. So this year or uh, next year. Uh, next year. Uh, Thunderbolts is July 26th, 2024. Uh, Captain America uh, NWO is May 3rd, 2024. These are all subject to change and will most likely change anyways, you know, but you got Loki next summer. And um, what about Armor Wars? There was no, there was no information. Yeah, no mention, no um, mention of it, but it's still like on Disney Plus's like official webpage. So mm-hmm. it has to be still in development. It's just, I don't know if they have change the positioning or maybe yeah. they're rewriting it who knows when well, you got the writer too he's like I, I assure you it's being made so it's probably going to yeah. be one of the slots on the the eight missing because the phase uh six you know we'll get into it i mean obviously there's not much to talk about about phase six but phase six is like three properties and then eight unmentioned properties that they're most likely going to announce at d23 uh, i don't know when d23 is but sometimes this september year. in september so not too far um, but Armor Wars is a uh, a roadie centric storyline uh, that kind of takes you know place around uh, that character's uh, war machine and and uh, probably the military and stuff like that. So um, it'd be interesting. I'm just not a big Don Cheadle fan. Um, I mean, this is my own personal opinion, but it's kind of like droll, just kind of like whatever in his in his roles and uh, line delivery is a little stale with with Don Cheadle, but. Um, you know, if he can pull it through and, and make the character a little more likable. They did it with, with, with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Those characters came out at the end a lot more likable. Um, yeah. You know, so hopefully they do that with Rhodey because he's been around for like 15 years, <laughs> 12 years. Yeah. Ago, so, uh, yeah, no release date on that. Nothing announced. Uh, Disney site, like you said, does say it's coming and the writer assures people. So it will probably take up one of those slots. Yep. Well, then in, in Phase 6, uh, we have announced... Fantastic Four. Yeah. Did we talk about Daredevil Born Again? Yeah, we did. Well, to to emphasize that there's been a shift in Disney Plus. Typically, people have been complaining about these six and eight episode uh, run times on these series, limited series or shows or what have you. 18 episode series for Daredevil Born Again. Uh, It will feature Charlie Cox. He's coming back to reprise his role. uh, And that does come out in spring 2024. Nice. Then you said Phase 6. Yep, Phase 6. We have Fantastic Four, and which I think is going to be really great. It'll be interesting to see who um, they get for each character. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would love it if... Um, what's the guy that they had 
play Mr. Fantastic in uh, Multiverse of Madness. Oh, I thought you were going to say the original. <laughs> like, no, oh, no, no. Um, oh, John Krasinski. Yeah, I, I kept thinking of the last name. Yeah, John Krasinski. Uh, I would love his it wife, if they had him. Right? Yeah. Is it yeah, Emily Blunt? Yeah. I would love it if he was there. Um, but I don't I don't know what they're gonna do for the six one six. You know, that that could be Well, something that they did announce uh when it came to I believe what if or what have you, uh one of the people involved did confirm that the Captain Britain that you see in the Illuminati is not the same that you see in the what if. Uh so you already have two nearly identical characters living in two separate multiverses so they could easily bring back uh krasinski and and have him play just a different you know i mean i'm not going to get into details everybody knows how yeah. the multiverse works but you know what i mean like just a different version of him uh that's yeah. not attached to that storyline in mom yeah well and i i just love him as an actor he's great uh yeah. everything from the office then um he, he did a a tom clancy series on amazon i think he's oh, still Reacher? doing that is it Reacher? um I can't remember, but I, I really liked him in that. Uh, oh, it was Jack Ryan. Anyways, I really like him as an actor. I think he'd be a good fit. But, I mean, there's so many people that they could make fit in that role. So, I mean, we'll the see. way he was talking in, the way he was delivering that role in, in, in Mom was very clean. You know, like yes. he, he was he was there. He was present. He was acting. The facial expressions were there. He wasn't just phoning it in, you know. So, hey, yeah. give it to him. I'm all for it. Yep. Um, then uh, we have two new Avengers movies. Mm -hmm. So these are going to be the first actual Avenger movies since Endgame and Infinity War. And they're going to be uh, Avengers King Dynasty and Avengers Secret Wars coming out in 2025. Mm -hmm. Both of them. And that'll be the round out to uh, the multiverse saga, which I mean, the first one you have the Infinity Saga, right? Um, I'm more familiar with like House of M and, and other other variations like Phoenix Saga with, with X-Men and stuff like that. I never really got into Secret Wars. Um, I do know that it has uh, a lot to do with uh, the scroll. Yeah. But at the very least, you do have a storyline that fits with Fantastic Four kind of kind of uh, being shoehorned in there nice and easy, you know. So um, I could see it, you know. But at yeah. the same time, it's like, like I said, with, with everything else that's going on, that's a lot of stuff to cram into like one era you know and it's and if if one of those things pops up as x-men i mean god that is so much that is so much content for 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 fans to be expected to to consume in a, in a fairly short period of time three years or something like that two years so i mean people will do it do i it, will but, do it <laughs> I, mean, I'm, I'm, I mean i'm having a hard time remembering stuff now i can only imagine how it'll be in 2025 um yeah. But yeah, I mean, one thing I forgot to mention, I mean, we're pretty much done with, with these phases. That's pretty much it for phase six. Like I said, there's eight spots, I think, that were left up there empty for D23 for them to announce. And those are probably going to be the ones that everybody wants. And I'm hoping that X-Men's on there, and I'm hoping that a standalone uh, Scarlet Witch is on there as well. Um, and maybe even like a Wolverine film. That would, that would freak people out, you know? Like maybe the X-Men are a thing, and then Wolverine comes in in his own film and it comes in later who knows uh i don't know but uh, one thing I, I i i realize when when watching this and seeing kind of everything play out with marvel and what they're re releasing and the stories they're choosing to talk about and stuff like that um it made me realize that i was not a very big fan of the avengers prior to the mcu much like a lot of people 
you know, you had your exposure via video games. Yeah, comic runs, obviously, but those were kind of like the whatever comics. But you have, like, so much hype built up around these characters that you weren't necessarily huge fans of that they just made you into fans, right? And I became, like, a huge fan of the Avengers, uh, but I distinctly remember growing up like an X-Men kid, you know? And just, like, hearing that X-Men song just, like, reminded me. It's like, uh, I was like, oh, I don't have to worry because, you know, like, yeah, the Avengers are gone, and I don't like the way that they're kind of bringing in new characters right now, but hopefully the X-Men will still be X-Men. And I like the X-Men more than I like the Avengers, so maybe the next 10 years will be nice, you know? Maybe maybe it'll be 20 years of, of X-Men and stuff. So uh, I'm really hoping for, for the X-Men to come through, and, and, you know, some people might kind of revolt at the idea of having, like, a really MCU-heavy X-Men, but, like, me, it's, like, what I live for. I, like, I can't wait for it because... Uh, as of right now, my interest in the MCU is slipping. Uh, my interest in, the, in in consuming what they're releasing has slipped like completely. I I have to like muster up the interest to watch like Miss Marvel. Uh, you know, like uh, getting a little bit bored with like Moon Knight. You know, like I don't really have an interest in in watching any of like the the Daredevil stuff if it starts getting dropped. But maybe I will. You know, like it's hard. You know, when it, when it was. Uh, Captain America, it's like, I wanted to see the Captain America films, you know, it's when it was Thor, it's like, yeah, might not be a huge fan, but like, these are epic films, uh, and, you know, make a, make a comparison to like other properties and stuff, but it really feels like Marvel is starting to lose the, uh, the original drive and motivation to bring comics into like a real experience rather than now uh, they already have that established and now they're just kind of using it and keeping the wheels rolling on it. And it just feels a little bit less genuine and like raw, you know, because as time goes on, I told you, it's like the more I appreciate uh, the Infinity Saga as, as, as a whole, as a masterpiece of, of comic book storytelling in film form is, is so just next level compared to, I mean, even what we're looking at now. You know, these the last like phase five and phase six going to have to hit really hard because phase four kind of sucks. <laughs> it's not. Well, good. and I think phase four is all setting up things that's going to play key roles in phase five and six. I mean, the phase one was Iron Man, Thor, uh, Captain America, first Avenger, Avengers. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the like key characters. It was of... hit, 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 hit. Everything was a hit. It was like everything was good. But now yeah. it's like you got like characters like, well, we're going to give you Kamala Khan, but we're going to change some things because, you know, we don't want you don't want it to conflict with other things. And then you know, we're going to give you an Agatha TV show because, you know, we want to give you some more information on 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 Scarlet Witch. But, you know, we don't want to pay Elizabeth Olsen X amount of millions of dollars to make another series. So, you know, we're going to give you a little bit of that. And, you know, we know you like Iron Lad and you don't really expect, you know iron man to pop back up on the stream but you know we kind of want to go with with iron heart instead and you know we're going to just favor that because you know it's a little bit better to have a little more variety and so it's like okay <laughs> it's like all right that's not how it was when you were looking at like phase one it was just like like okay comic fans here's what you've wanted here are comic books on screen you know and um it's just starting to lose that feel I'm not saying that what they're releasing is like bad or low quality or what have you but it doesn't feel as genuine and well and, i think part you know. of it i i definitely understand where you're coming from but i think part of it is, is just the sheer amount of material that they're pumping out they have movies that are 
coming up at, at almost the same rate as they did initially. However, they have all the Disney Plus stuff coming out in addition too, so it's just a lot of content, and it might be content overload. Yeah, that's a real thing. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's just the genuine nature of it. It feels like they're starting to be more. It's like it's almost like they felt restrained the first three phases, and that they had to like keep it tight. You know, they had to run the ship really tight and to make sure that the comic book fans were going to be pleased. Uh, but after 10 years of doing that, now they want to kind of explore and, and you know, kind of use the medium uh, to have a different, I don't want to say agenda because that makes it sound like conspiratorial. But you know what I mean? Like they just have, they're not picking the best directors. They're not picking the best writers anymore. Some of the actors aren't really the best actors for the part. Uh, a couple of them are really good, though, you know. Um, but, you know, they're just, they're slipping a little bit. Uh, they're, they're getting, I don't want to say lazy, but they're just not they don't come off as confident as they were, or they come off as like overly confident. And yeah. uh, it's starting I, I, to thread that needle a little bit. I see where you're coming from. All right, so, so let's, <laughs> That's let's wrap this up. All right. Uh, so yeah, I mean, that is phase six. Uh, you got the fantastic four, which we already know about Avengers, uh, the King dynasty, and then secret wars that comes out. I think there's like a four or five month difference, three or four months difference or something like that. Right. It's made in November. May to November. So, yeah, you know, some time uh, to let it sit. Uh, less than Infinity War and Endgame, if I'm not mistaken. I think that was almost a year. Uh, I might be wrong. Yeah. No, I, you're making me question my memory now. I, <laughs> I think it was six months to a year. Okay. I mean, but regardless. regardless. They're, they're amping it up, and they're, they're definitely delivering more and a lot faster and stuff like that. So, yeah. Uh, regardless, I want to make it seem like we're not grateful. There's a whole lot of juicy stuff here and years of content that we'll enjoy. Uh, definitely we'll keep... Uh, content coming through the uh, the uh, podcast for sure, um, but you know, kind of a letdown for DC. I feel I feel bad for for the fans who wanted more. Uh, I feel uh, kind of bad for the people that that got their expectations high with certain things and and got let. I down. don't feel bad. I mean, I don't feel bad to a certain extent either. However, I don't you feel got bad people at all. that just that like wholesomely enjoy it and that they're not aggressive and toxic. And they just don't like being like messed around with, and they're getting messed around with by by Twitter, and well, and, and that's by that. people that are aggressive and mm -hmm. toxic about it. So I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, it literally is what it is. That is just Twitter and Reddit, and that's just how you have to deal with it. Um, and and sorting through this information was a lot more difficult than it really needed to be, uh, just because of all those those trolls out there releasing fake information. Just because you know it would be funny for an hour. But you know, I think as 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 nerds, we should we should rejoice. The San Diego Comic Con is back. COVID uh, definitely affected it. The floor looked packed. Uh, I wrote a little article about my experiences at Comic Con growing up. You know, and and the way that this show goes, uh, this show completely falls within the confines, the requirements to acquire press passes for all five days of the convention. So, who knows? Maybe if the show and the and the blog grows over time maybe in some of the upcoming years we can acquire ourselves some press passes and get on down to comic-con to report on it from from you know the the show floor uh, that'd be super nice uh you know we'll see we'll see but as of right now we got to report on it from from the from a remote location up here in washington and uh, have to sort through all the trolls and, and false information stuff so uh, i hope you guys enjoyed the show and i hope you guys followed along with uh, the con over the weekend and saw all the juicy pictures and stuff like that you can check out our twitter uh, i've been retweeting and, and commenting on on anything and everything i could find that i think people would like 
Uh, that is something that people should keep in mind. I mean, we have all our social medias, which is the Nerd Chatter Show, Nerd Chatter Show, um, for Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, all that stuff. Um, but if you're looking for a nice feed of, 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 of news for uh, anything nerdy, you know, uh, whether it be tech or movies or video games or uh, what have you, artwork, follow us on Twitter because we'll, we'll, we'll keep that feed kind of going. And this week has just been overwhelming with the amount of stuff. So uh, head on over there, give us a follow, check out our YouTube channel, which you may be listening to here, uh, in which case any links that you need. Uh, would be below we're going to kind of skimp on the links for for a lot of the stuff that we reported because there's like a hundred things here and it would be, just be absurd but uh you know check out our twitter you'll see everything that we reported on because we kind of just pulled it from our feed uh, also we have a patreon we do some recordings of extra content things like that you can always hop on there check it out if you're interested in um, joining the community and helping us out you can always uh, join by checking out our patreon just go ahead and search uh, nerd chatter over there or click the link down in the description below uh, and you can find the nerd chatter podcast anywhere you can find podcasts whether it be spotify or itunes or google or what have you uh, check us out there give us a follow and uh yeah we appreciate your support and listening garrett thank you very much for being here it's always my pleasure yeah we got a lot a lot of juicy stuff this week we'll kind of kind of you know see how we fare uh next week with with the, the drought, I'm sure there's going to be a drought of information. Uh, we may harken back to, to this week and kind of cover some things that may be announced today or or some things that we kind of brushed over or, or, or didn't get to in, in this show. Um, but we'll roll with it. We'll see where we're at. So, again, we appreciate you. Uh, check out our social media. Give us a follow over here on uh, Twitter and on YouTube. And uh, we'll catch you next week. Take it easy, guys.